You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place because it's time to win with dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Hey, listeners, welcome to Win With Dogs. I'm your host, Raquel. You're listening to Pet Life Radio, home of podcasts for pet lovers. And there are plenty, plenty to listen to. So please investigate and listen to all the podcasts you can. Today, I want to chat with you about senior pups, our elderly canines, and some of the issues they face and some things that we can do about it. Unfortunately, many of our dogs are experiencing joint degeneration, loss of flexibility, physiological issues, and body breakdown at a very early age. Dogs really are even considered elderly before they reach 10 years old, which is not good enough. We want our pups to live longer and feel great while they're doing it. So let's get involved so our furry friends can surpass the average life expectancy. We know that we can't control everything, but we can definitely positively affect our hound's health. So I want to talk about how to do this, and we will do that right after this short break. Don't go away. Hey, don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back to Win With Dogs right after this quick water break. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for hanging around. We're back to Win With Dogs with me, Raquel Wynn, on Pet Life Radio. Welcome back. We are talking about the elderly canine, Senior Spot. <laughs> I have one of my own, my Scotties, Angus. He's 11 years old. 
and unfortunately he's experiencing some health issues and we're going to talk about some of the stuff I'm going through with him and maybe you all can relate. Um, but first of all, I was saying Angus is 11 and when we talk about geriatric onset, um, dogs really are considered old. The smaller and medium dogs at like seven years of age, the old age can start um, showing up in your dog and the larger dogs at even five, six years of age. So to me, this is really not acceptable. We need to be able to get the average life expectancy up. Just like with humans, we can supposedly live to be 120 years old and our life expectancy is only at about 70-ish, 72, I think, right now. So we have a lot um, further that we can, we can do, I think, to actually improve the longevity of our dogs. So one of the main things is nutrition, exercise, movement. These are the things we can control. Um, one of the things I, I want you to think about is just keeping an eye on your dog, like we talked about establishing a canine baseline, keeping up with your dog because symptoms of old age kind of show up gradually. You could notice um, increased or decreased water consumption, an energy change, an energy decrease, usually coughing, change in their um, digestion, lameness and pain, bad breath, weight changes, there's swellings that could show up, behavioral changes, incontinence, loss of hair, lower response to stimulus. All of these things um, can signal an onset of old age, and we need to just keep paying attention to our dogs because when we catch things earlier, we usually have um, a better chance of positively affecting the outcome of whatever health issue is facing the dog. Um, I want to talk a little bit about my Scotty, Angus. He, like I said, is 11 years old. I'm going to give you a little bit of background. We adopted him when he was about five or six, so I don't really know what went on before we got to him. He was a mess, truly. His teeth were bad, and they, in fact, they were so sore that the woman I rescued him from, Ginger, she advised me not to give him any hard treats. She'd noticed he hadn't been chewing on bones. He couldn't even eat kibble because his teeth were in such poor shape. And teeth is really a huge issue that you do not want to overlook. I've dealt with the teeth issue with my Bichon and my Scotty Angus, and Really, I think I probably waited a little too long trying to battle the teeth issues on my own without getting more uh, veterinary care. Honestly, I don't usually advocate taking a lot of prescription drugs, but in the case of teeth, a you know simple prescription of antibiotics, low doses, low doses you can get from your vet will clear up the problems in the mouth. And that is really important because tooth decay can lead to heart issues and just a whole host of health problems. Anyway, when we got Angus, we took him to get his teeth cleaned and four of his teeth actually just fell out during the teeth cleaning. So it was like, oh gosh, this is ridiculous. That cued me in that his nutrition had been subpar for sure. He also had allergies that were showing up as, you know, his ears smelled kind of musty and his fur was patchy and it just didn't, you know, didn't have a good sheen to it. He had achy joints. You know, I noticed that he 
resisted a lot of um, going up and down stairs. He didn't run around a lot. He was depressed. He was angry. So all of these things, when he was only five or six years old, he was already having all these health issues. So now, fast forward five or six years, obviously, he's been stretching getting regular massages. He's been eating as good as I know how, as well as I know how to feed him. We do cook for our dogs, not all the time, but we feed him vegetables and lean proteins. I'm still up in the air about the low protein versus the higher protein diets with issues of the kidney and liver, which unfortunately is what we are going through with Angus right now. His liver counts have been showing up high on the blood count. So there's discrepancies on that in terms of nutrition. Some advocate that lower protein is easier on the kidneys, the kidney function, which is true. Kidneys are responsible for dealing with the protein in the body. And again, Angus's blood count is showing higher protein levels in his body too. But on the other hand, a higher protein diet, lower in carbohydrates is better for the liver. Um, because there's not such an influx of glucose in the bloodstream that the body, we know, it preferentially will burn off that sugar to balance the blood sugars. So if you're eating lower protein and higher carb, that sometimes doesn't give the liver the best shot for digesting fat and using fat for energy in the liver. So verdict's still out. Right now, we're back to lean protein with Angus, lots of pureed vegetables, um, lots of spinach, dark greens. I also am doing a milk thistle supplement for his liver. And I actually got him on a liver aid from PetAlive.com. They have some great naturopathic stuff. So anyway, Angus, fast forward five years, you already know that he's had some weird blood count. So we're taking him in once a month to monitor his blood count and see if we can get his liver counts to go down. But so far, he's not showing any signs of pain. His appetite is totally intact. He's sleeping through the night. He's moderately active as always. He's not, you know, exhibiting signs that he's just uncomfortable at all. So I just want you to know when you're dealing with the elderly dog, you're going to have usually one of two things. Either it's going to be orthopedic issues and that we can really stave off with proper weight control and stretching and massage. We'll talk about that in a minute. Or you're going to get more of the internal physiological body breakdown of organs. Um, and some breeds are more susceptible to this. Scotties usually have a higher incidence of bladder cancer and liver issues and kidney issues um, than most dogs. I'm talking about my Scotty a lot <laughs> today. And if you have another breed like a Dachshund, you know, they're more prone to back spinal issues. There's just different breeds have different things. And so while we don't totally, we're not slaves to heredity and breeding issues, we do have to pay attention to that and see what we're dealing with. So let's talk a little bit about what uh, we are doing with Angus. And I'm going to back up. Usually, one of the most common, typical problem of a geriatric dog is arthritis. And fortunately, Angus looked like he was heading that way. But I really, really believe that through stretching and massage, I mean, he has incredible range of motion of the hips, of the shoulders, 
of the spine. He feels great. When he does get a little spurt of energy, boy, he goes for it full throttle. <laughs> Granted, it only lasts 10 to 15 seconds. <laughs> but anyway, so the orthopedic issues are plaguing our country's dogs these days. We're seeing more ACL tears, hip dysplasia, shoulder issues, elbow problems. And I honestly see in the dogs that I work with, usually this is because they never are Uh, Their joints are never taken through a range of motion. So how do we deal with arthritis and orthopedic issues with our older dog? Definitely you want to start stretching and massaging the dog. Let's start, if you you have never done it, start with just some massage. Fill the dog out. He'll let you know what areas are sensitive and you work with that. Um, One really simple way starting a stretching program is just thinking of taking the hip and shoulder through like a pendulum motion forwards and backwards and just get your dog used to extending and flexing both the shoulder and the hip joint. I think the hip dysplasia issue can be, I mean, tremendously positively affected with a leg extension, the hip opener, massage of the hip, pulling on the tail gently, rubbing the sacrum, just oxygenating that whole area. And that, again, is all in my book, Stretch Your Dog Healthy. If you want pictures on how to stretch your dogs, please grab that and and take a look at it. It's so much easier than you think it is to get your dog's range of motion and flexibility on the upward swing. So arthritis, typical, typical. Another thing that you can do with your dog if he is totally arthritic and showing lots of signs of pain is make sure you provide soft bedding for your dog. Have, you know, blankets around the house because truly if you're lying on a hard surface for an hour at a time even, you know, like sitting on the floor for an hour reading the newspaper, you get up and it's like, wow, you're unkinking your hip, you're popping, your knees are popping, you're a little slow to get up. Same with your dog. And if your dog already has arthritis, he's not, you know, really the circulatory system is not hydrating those areas. So they're already achy and the nerve is impinged. So you want to make sure to give them some soft bedding. Another really good thing to do is take a warm washcloth, you know, hot as you can get it tolerably, um, and wring it out and place that warm, moist heat right on the affected part of your dog. So if his hips are tender or his shoulders are tender, you would just get that washcloth hot, wring it out, and just lay it on his shoulders. Moist heat is what we want when we're dealing with with any orthopedic issue. So heating pads are no good if they're dry heating pads. You need to throw those out. Whether you humans are using them or your dogs are using them, moist heat really is the only thing that keeps the muscle hydrated. A dry heating pad actually will heat that muscle and dry it out because it, which think of a rubber band that is stretched and sits in the sun eventually it just snaps, it breaks, it loses its elasticity. So in the case of arthritis where you have a lessened elasticity, you want moist heat to improve that flexibility. That's a simple, great thing to do. Arnica gel is great to put right on that area and calendula gel. You can even give Arnica tablets to the dog um, and alfalfa is another great, great anti-inflammatory to start just putting fresh alfalfa in their foods. That's the arthritis, what you can do. You can also look into some glucosamine and chondroitin supplements for your dogs, which do show 
to have a positive effect um, on increasing their, you know, just their desire to move around and giving them less pain throughout the movement. The chondroitin glucosamine combo is quite good. And again, there are places, check on some pet, holistic pet websites. You can pick that stuff up. They have all sorts of stuff. Regenipet is a great one. Anyway, if you have questions, feel free to email me and I can tell you where to look for arthritis. So things like the omegas, omega oils are good for arthritis. They're great for everything, really. You know, alfalfas, dark greens, great. And movement. Remember, movement is how the body heals. So with Angus, back to my case study, what I deal with, Angus is great orthopedically. He, I mean, ortho, fine. He feels great. He has a little bit of arthritis in the wrist. They're tender, and that's just because of poor conformation, I think, of his breeding. Gosh, you should see the angles of his poor little arm bones. They just, like, buckle in and curve at all the wrong spots. But anyway, so I really encourage you to get proactive when dealing with arthritis. As far as taking Remedil and anti-inflammatories and all that, you'll have to discuss that with your vet. I do know that there are some pretty hairy side effects from that stuff. And if you remember, Aleve is actually an NSAID and it's a COX-2 inhibitor. It's a propionic acid. That's what family of drug it's in. And those are all, as you know, with Aleve, never, 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 they say, give that to your dog. So a little bit want to watch that. The Rimadol is kind of working on the same premise. Um, and I know lots of dogs have gotten relief, but I also know that if you do give your dog something and is showing some uh, dementia and just confusion and lethargy from taking it, you know, feel it may be that he's having an adverse reaction to the drug. So just keep that in mind when you're working with that. So orthopedic is one of the main things we see. I didn't even mention, I can't believe, in relation to orthopedic issues, keeping weight down. Gosh, that is the number one thing. One in five dogs have arthritis, and one in four dogs are overweight. So, hello. (laughs) There must be a slight correlation there, potentially. But with feeding, I have tons of shows on nutrition, and there are many, many, many places you can get information on how to properly feed your dog. We're not going to talk about this in this podcast, although it is a favorite topic of mine. Uh, just remember, feature dogs a little more often, smaller feeding frequency. I mean, more feed, increased feeding frequency with smaller portions. And this is much, much easier on your dog's digestion. So arthritis, main, main problem with the geriatric dog. We, we can positively affect it. I hope that's helped with just the arthritis We're going to talk about some of the physiological issues that your older dog might face, like incontinence, uh, liver, kidney issues, and some of the things we can do about it, right after we take another break and let our sponsors get a word in edgewise. That's tough with me. (laughs) So please stay with me, and we'll be right back to Win With Dogs. Hey, don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back to Win With Dogs right after this quick water break. (laughs) 
coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand. This is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for hanging around. We're back to Win with Dogs with me, Raquel Wynn, on Pet Life Radio. Thanks for hanging with me. The senior spot day is what we're discussing our geriatric dog. We talked a little bit about orthopedic issues, and um, hopefully, you're feeling a little bit more confident that you can get your dogs more flexibility and improve their range of motion and lessen their pain with some massage and simple stretching. Do not discount this as a powerful, powerful modality. The other issues we deal with with orthopedic dogs are the physiological issues, you know, the dental problems, which I said, gosh, with the teeth, definitely clean your dog's teeth. There's all kinds of products to get and get with your vet if you notice your dog has bad breath. Don't wait for the teeth issue to to become, you know, don't let it linger too long because that is bad, bad, bad bacteria in the body. Cardiac problems. A lot of dogs experience cardiac or heart issues. Uh, Slowly incorporating exercise into your dog's daily routine or weekly routine will help increase the muscle of the heart. Remember, the heart is just a muscle. So, We want to treat it like any muscle and strengthen it and alternately let it rest. So if your dog is having cardiac problems, you want to, you know, just get them outside walking and maybe do intervals. Maybe don't go walk for 20 minutes. Maybe walk around the backyard for five minutes and rest for five minutes or even two minutes and rest. Intervals are a great way to increase the heart rate and then alternately give that heart um, time to rest. It's one of the fastest ways to increase endurance is through interval training. So interval training is an option for you and your dogs. My dog, Angus, does interval training on his own. When he goes outside, he will just start sprinting around the yard and he'll do about a 10, 20-yard dash (laughs) and stop dead in his tracks, look around side to side. Bam, then he's off again. Another darting 10-yard dash across the yard as fast as he can go with his little tiny Scotty legs. And he'll do this about 10 times a day or 10 times each outing, three times a day probably. So your dogs can really get strong, strong health improvements of the heart with interval training. So you don't have to feel like you have to just take your poor dog out for a mile, especially if he's got arthritis issues and you know, it's it's not good. It's not good. And make sure you watch your dog. Keep lots of water to have him hydrated because older dogs, they, they do experience pain easier, which, you know, that will come on more quickly. You'll notice it with if the tongue is just hanging out like to the ground, 
you need to slow down. Sometimes I see these people dragging poor dogs along, and these dogs, their tongue is just scraping the ground. <laughs> I'm thinking, turn around and pay attention to your dog. He wants to slow down, but he will never let you know, unless he's Angus, in which case he'll just stop. As my husband says, walking Angus is like walking a mule <laughs> or a donkey, and this is true. So with the exercise, be careful with an older dog that you do periodize the program and gradually add it. You know, you don't want to do weekend warrior or even just go, oh gosh, I haven't been exercising at an hour and done. That's going to cause way too much body breakdown and inflammation and pain. Another thing to consider uh, with an elderly dog is a stroller and bring that stroller with you. You know, let your dog walk as long as he wants. Put him in the stroller, let him get a little break take them back out. You can do interval training with that as well. I know this is something that we are definitely considering because Jake, our Bichon, can go much further. He's much younger than Angus. And so we want to make sure that our younger dog gets exercise even though Angus can't keep up the pace. So a stroller, everyone's happy. (laughs) Everyone's happy. So give that a consideration. Deafness and blindness is another issue that we see with our dogs. And just like us, as they begin to age, their eyes get cataracts or Cadillacs, as I call them, and glaucoma. And, you know, you get deafness. And this, unfortunately, is just sometimes a process of aging. Just make sure to be considerate of your dog. You know, and don't think that necessarily he's preferentially ignoring you. If he can hear you get treats out of the pantry, but he can't hear you call his name, (laughs) the crinkling actually is a higher frequency. And oftentimes when dogs lose their hearing, you lose the bottom end, you lose the lower tones. So that's why sometimes they hear clapping or higher pitched, you know, crinkling. That's easier for them to hear. So try talking to your dogs if your dog is in fact going deaf. Talk to them a little bit more loudly. Use a higher pitched voice and maybe they will hear you. I know that Angus can hear much better out of his right ear. So I try to get on the right side of him if I really want to get a response and I'm not always met with a response, but (laughs) true to Scotty fashion, He answers when he wants to, darn it. (laughs) So deafness and blindness, just something that, again, just dogs do great. They Dogs are do great when they're blind and deaf. They can have a very happy, happy life. So just keep up with it with your vet. Again, this is part of keeping a, like a yearly checkup with your vet. I know with elderly dogs and with Angus, we're actually doing blood work every quarter so just get your blood count and while you're in there getting the blood work done have them check his ears keep an eye on the ears and eyes and your vet will know how to handle that another issue that we are facing like i've said before is liver and bladder issues i unfortunately lost one scotty rocky my dear parted rocky he actually died of liver failure he had heartworms so bad when i rescued him that he had to get on tons of medication. And unfortunately, it was helping his heart, but his liver was just enlarged. And I don't know, I might have approached it a little bit differently, but try not to beat yourself up when you're dealing with how to handle your elderly dog because hindsight is twenty twenty, And just, you know, 
know that you're doing the best you can with the information you have. And as you learn, you might realize you would handle stuff differently. But no shaming. No shaming yourself for that. Your dog certainly wouldn't. So please do not. Um, But back to the liver and the bladder and incontinence. There's often times with incontinence, you might notice your dog have leakage, what we call leakage, and see this when he's sleeping. You know, dogs can live with incontinence for years. You can add cranberry extract to your dog's diet. There's all kinds of homeopathic tools that and herbs you can use for bladder issues. Sometimes with females, if your dog is a female and they're having, having incontinence, it could be attributed to low estrogen. But anytime you're dealing with incontinence or bladder, it's definitely good to check with your vet. Make sure there's no blood in the urine. Have them feel around the abdomen. Make sure there's no pain, etc. But You can add some citrus juices to their water. Aloe vera is great to add to the water for bladder. And I don't necessarily like, I really don't want to say one way or the other, but some some of the kibble that is for UTI kibble and incontinence food, I haven't really seen tremendous positive effects from that. Not only that, you, you do need to look into supplementing with, like I said, cranberry or go on a pet website and find a homopathic um, nutraceutical that will help the bladder just deal with the toxins it's processing. Same with the liver. Once the liver is affected, you know, you really need to keep an eye on that. Normal blood count for the liver, I think a high is 200 in the range. Right now, my Scotty's at 800. So at 1,000, it's like, oh gosh, what's going on? Ultrasounds are next. So I'm supplementing his diet with milk thistle. He's 25 pounds. I give him 100 milligrams three times a day with his food. I just open the capsule and pour it on. He also will be taking, um, I just got him some liver little tablet granules, a a nutraceutical to see if this works. And in three weeks, we're going to take his blood count again. Like I said, I'm dosing him up with herbs and I'm going to just see what happens. Can't get any worse. (laughs) So I'm going to take my own advice and I will keep you posted on how Angus does um, in the weeks to come. But know when you're dealing with physiological issues like liver and organs like that, things can deteriorate rather quickly. So you really do want to have a good dialogue with your vet. Get all the records for yourself so you can keep up with it. See what your dog's norms are. Investigate what types of foods are great for that. Cancer fighters are things like dark greens. You can steam spinach and peas and green beans and just puree it up in the in the blender and put it in your dog's food a couple tablespoons in every meal three meals a day would be great so you're just trying to provide antioxidants which fight all the breakdown in the body Um, and that is really the best way to do that rather than supplementation is through feeding properly so organic fresh natural food as much as possible and hopefully you can get your geriatric dog (laughs) feeling a little bit more springy and sprite because like I said, average lifespan is 11. We're seeing dogs be considered elderly at seven, sometimes earlier. This is not acceptable. We want to see our furry friends live 20, 25 years and there's no reason they can't. They can do this. We can do this. We are just seeking knowledge. I Hopefully I've been helpful today. 
and just telling you what I'm going through with my older guy. And if you have any questions or if you yourself are dealing with an older dog and want to share that story, please email me at Raquel at PetLifeRadio.com. Thank you so much for joining me. And I look forward to the next time we get together. Thank you to the producers of Pet Life Radio for making it go so smoothly and being so easy to work with. I love you. I love you. I love you. Till next time, I'm Raquel and I say go win with dogs. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win with Dogs.